don't know if it's gone live or not. Hello and welcome to Onto the Ball. I'm Scott Nicholl and I'm joined as always by James O.B. O'Brien and Travis Morgan. Uh, we're tuning in for about day 10 of the World Cup and we're going to be on for about 45 minutes to an hour to pretend that we care as much about England in the World Cup as we do about Liverpool and Man United. Is that right, lads? Um OB, that's a bit of a discredit to you. You love England, don't you? I have watched them quite a lot, yeah. I mean it, it's it's a yeah, I do. I do like them. Um do I prefer them to Liverpool? Absolutely not, but yeah, I do like them. I do like them more than I like on. <laughs> um well yeah, England, look, ten days ago they beat Iran, we're gonna win the World Cup. Five days later, we're lucky to get away with a nil-nil with USA. Would you say that was fair? USA should have beat England. Uh, Clint Dempsey will be rolling in his grave that they didn't get the three points. Um, and then He's tonight... dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then tonight, England are back to world beaters again. Three-nil against Wales. It was... Um, it was a pretty much a non-event in the end. I think you'll agree. We're probably seeing the last of Aaron Ramsey, the last of Joe, wee Joe, Joe Allen, the last of Gareth Bale in Wales shirts, probably Gareth Bale in a football shirt altogether. I can see him retiring after this. Travis, what did you make of the game? Uh, the most uh, poignant thing to note is that the scorers tonight were two players that hadn't started the first two games. So Southgate flexing his squad, making the changes, brings on Rash, brings on Foden, brings on Henderson. Um, and then England are purring. What do you think of that? the Henderson bit in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed, I saw what he did there. Yeah, it was a night for the Manchester boys, Foden, Rashford. But I think Southgate probably felt a little bit of pressure to play those, well, especially Foden after the criticism that he received after the USA game, which was a bit of a bore draw. Um, and in the first half today, not at any point did it, I think England looked like losing the game. They were pretty comfortable, but we weren't really creating much. We had the chance um, with Rashford in the first half where Kane slipped him in and he, I think he's just tried to lift it over the keeper, but the keeper did well because he, he was out off his line very quick. I didn't expect him to be in Rashford's face. But once the first goal went in in the second half, it was comfortable. I think England dominated the game from start to finish. I don't think Wales really offered a threat. And I'm surprised by Wales because I thought they'd offer a lot more this World Cup, especially being in the same group as England and obviously with the USA and the rivalry with Britain and, and America. I thought they'd be a lot more like rough and tumble with the way that they would perform. But... They just went out with a whimper, really, to lose to Iran. That, I think that was a body blow and just took all the wind out of the sails. And they never really recovered. I know they only had one game, but I think psychologically it was a huge blow to lose late on against Iran. And, and from that point, they were doomed. So, yeah, comfortable for England. I think if they reflect on the group, it's been a success. Um, no goals conceded. No, one goal conceded, sorry. Um safely through, no real injuries, rotated the squad a little bit. So job done, onto the onto the knockouts. Yeah, I mean, Wales, they just never got going, did they, OB? And it's obviously Gareth Bale 
everything was engineered for him to try and be in a, a bit of fitness, moving clubs, trying not to get injured, wrapping him in cotton wool, also that he could get a World Cup on his CV, and it ended up much ado about nothing, two and a half games and out, probably into retirement now and take up golf. Um, but Wales were probably rocked by losing their keeper. Uh, I don't know if you'll agree, but Danny Ward is, is not of any sort of level. It was a good save today off Rashford coming off his line. I bet Rashford wishes he laid it on the floor past him, but he, he predicted the keeper would be on the floor. He tried to nip it over. It was a good save in the end, but yeah, Danny was nowhere near near the level. And that's all she wrote for Wales. Even after, is it Michael Sheen? Is is Was that the actor's name that done that rousing speech for the squad that was all over Sky Sports News? I didn't see that. I don't know. I didn't see that. What, what I would say about the game is that I don't think Wales... I wouldn't have expected Wales to get that group anyway. Um, even though they were the team that beat Ukraine, who were the team who beat Scotland, I didn't see any quality in any of them games um, in the in the playoffs leading up to qualification. Um, mm. They were always going to rely on moments, so they were going to try try and stay tight and take games into moments. In possession, they are terrible, and the commentators touched on it at a point where. They just kept knocking the ball out of play, and it's like they—they they, they are poor. They're—they're they're down there with the worst teams that I've seen in the World Cup so far. Probably, certainly Qatar are probably the worst. But I mean, they're, they're in that group just off them. Um, predominantly players playing at the bottom end of the Premier League and in the Championship. And, and to be honest, I don't take an awful lot from the result tonight. I think it's a good run out for the the, the players who haven't been playing as much. Gareth knew that they weren't going to get beat 4-0 by that lot tonight. So he rotated and he knew he was pretty much through. It was some, it, There was no edge to the game. So he chose to give the players some minutes. Um, I think the significant one might be Kyle Walker. I'd be interested to see what he does there, particularly mm-hmm. with, um, with with that right-hand side and, and whether he goes to a, a free centre-back at some point during the tournament. He hasn't indicated as much that he'll do it at this point in time. But I think somewhere down the line, he might try and play that if we come up against one of the big boys. Yeah. Um, it might be foil for like an Mbappe or something. And and it's almost like that's, that would make perfect sense now. Um, so I think I think Kyle Walker was probably the important one to be back playing. Yeah. Um, obviously, Southgate coming for a Brit bit of criticism after the the USA draw do you think he was under pressure to change it or was it literally given some of the, the the squad minutes like you say or has the likes of Rashford and Foden played their way into the starting lineup against Senegal surely Rashford is he, he should have had a hat-trick tonight was he man of the match I didn't stay uh, on the TV I come here and logged on no, I, d- I don't know if he's man of a match he, he would have got it um Going back to what you said at the start, there was a few of them played well tonight, including Henderson, who was very, very vocal. My goodness. And they even talked about it on the commentaries. But even before that, with the crowd going, you could see, see him bawling and literally, and they said he was an extension of, of the manager. And I think that's, that's very much what we see at Liverpool. He's the captain, isn't he? I don't know why Harry Kane's got the armband. He's the captain. Yeah, um... but it's... it's, 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 it's it's normal. It, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't make any difference who's the England captain. It's whoever's the most vocal. And um, 
I think he, he was very much controlling what was going on tonight and dictating the play and and fouling at the right time and giving and giving Wales no way out and um, hopefully he's uh, he's took Jude under his wing and Jude's now thinking that's the kind of guy I want to play with. <laughs> yes. Agent Henderson doing his thing. I'm just, just going to jump absolutely. in the comments. Football forever is there. Joe, say how you doing? Big up, brother. Another boring half from England. Then England in three minute kill Wales. Very poor Wales. I predict them last in the group. He was right. Shocking Wales. Uh, Ward so so poor. Been horrible for Leicester and for Wales. Rashford free kick. Any other keeper would easy save that. Are you having that? Trav is a Man U fan. Interesting. Um, he struck it well. He doesn't normally go keeper's side, to be fair. So I think he has got a fair point when he says that. Um, to, if keepers are getting beaten and it's not going over the wall, you've got to question them on, on a lot of free kicks, to be fair. They shouldn't really be getting keep beat if, if it's on that side. It depends, obviously, on the pace that the free kicks hit, and he does hit it with some venom. It's a, it's a good free kick, but I do agree in some ways. Keeper's got to be looking to save it, to be fair. Yeah, I do agree. Where does Gareth go from here, then? Is Are we seeing Senegal as a, a buy into the quarterfinals? Surely not. Not in a World Cup. You can't no. take anything easy. No way. Um, no. What kind of starting lineup is he going to go for? He is surely not going to go back to Mason Mount. Um, I mean, Saka's done well, but Rashford's surely played his way in. Foden... Mm. Henderson's done well. You've got Declan Rice, Bellingham. He's given himself a uh, bit of a headache now, hasn't he? No, I don't think he has. I don't no? think he has. I think <clears throat> I think he'll go back to the same team. He might bring Foden in for Mount, and that's the only possible change. And then I, I've got this feeling, I've got this feeling that he's going to go with Walker, and maybe move Trippier over to the left. And I think Shaw might lose out. You know, mm, interesting. Really? Because he, he he does like doing that. He does like moving Trippy around to the to, to the left hand side. Seen it consistently over the years. Um, I, I'm, I haven't been. I mean, it's, it's Shaw hasn't played terribly, but he hasn't exactly set the world alight either. And I think he 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 might be under a bit of pressure. But but we'll see what happens. I mean, it's it's, it's certain that he's going to play Maguire and Stones and Pickford. It's certain that he's going to play. Bellingham and Rice, I I just cannot see him. He, I don't think he'll drop Sterling. I don't think he'll drop Saka. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But I think that Mount's Mount's place might be under threat from Foden. We saw when the, the, the when Foden gets the ball, he drives into spaces and he causes chaos. And we all know what he's capable of. And I think in knockout stages in tight games, I think he's going to be a a real difference maker. What I'd also say is with substitutes nowadays, and this is really important to, to give the players some time, is that I was, I, was, I was hearing that substitutes have had more of an impact in this World Cup than any other with the amount of goals they've scored. And we all know in the modern game that 60 minutes seems to be a point where you bring on a sub and, and they are normally game changers. seen them in so many games this World Cup already. I think they said in the last World Cup there'd been 16 subs score in total. And we were hardly anywhere through the, the group games uh, a couple of days ago when they were like, there's already been 17. I think that was after the Germany game, the Germany-Spain game. So it, it's a massive impact to come on, the full of energy, mm. to be able to bring Rashford and potentially others, you know what I mean, on with a little bit of pace and a little bit of here we go, we're going to have a go at them. 
especially if, if the game's not going your way and it's or it's looking like a stalemate, um, will probably be the way Southgate will go. Can anyone yeah. make a, a case for England being ambitious and having an eye on winning this? And the reason I'm asking that, the reflex will say, of course not, we're England and the other teams are too strong. But when I look at the Brazil team, Fred doesn't get in the England squad, does he? Danny Alves is 40 and he's in the squad, the Brazil squad. Does Richarlison get in this squad? Or if he gets in the squad, does he get in the team? He gets in the squad. If Callum Wilson gets in the squad, no disrespect to Callum Wilson, I think he gets in the squad. Paqueta Paqueta at West Ham. Does he get in the England squad? Thiago Silva's 38. He's still a talent. I'm not writing him off. Would yeah, he... but Harry, Harry, does, does Harry Maguire get in the Brazil squad as a counter yeah. argument? Yeah, definitely. There's, there's you, always you two know sides what I mean, to it. But yeah. I'm thinking, it... what I'm thinking is, are we just institutionalised to be losers and, and never dream? And then you've got people like Fred and Richarlison almost expecting to win the World Cup. Is it time I that we it's... can get real and think, let's just go for it? I think there's always been that mental barrier when it comes to England and major tournaments, Euros and World Cups. When they get to sort of this stage, I don't think as a nation there's any sort of belief that they can go and win it. I mean, the Euros, I go back to the Euros last year, they'll never have a better chance to win a tournament. Do you know what I mean? The run-up to the final as well and the way that they dominated the first half in that Italian game, that game should have been out of sight by half-time. And to go and lose that, again, was a huge blow to Southgate and his reign. And I think that's put pressure on this World Cup. Um, There is a lot of expectation. People might not admit it, but I think there is quite a large expectation on England. You speak to a lot of other nations, fans, I've got quite a few mates who are like from Holland, a few Dutch friends and some French friends, and they think England are very strong um, from the outside looking in and think England should be doing well. So I think England, on an individual basis, have got the squad to go all the way. Personally, I, I think they do. If, with a little bit of luck and if they get a good draw and stuff and they can knock out one of the big boys, there's no reason why they can't. But it's just they just they just come up short for some reason or another. It's a penalty shootout or a red card or just something silly happens in a game. You can see it, can't you? France quarterfinal battering them. Someone goes clean through a red card and they just go out and it's just... I don't know. I don't know. Let, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Like say, I'm, I'm... With a mental block. Sorry, we were just going to follow on yeah. from Trav there. With a mental block, if we'd have won the World Cup four years ago when we could have got, should have got to the final, if we'd have beat Italy, do you think that would have been the catalyst to have the winning mentality and belief? And we could have won. It's, it's very it's very possible because if you remember back to when France, I mean, I remember back when France won the World Cup and then they went and won the Euro straight after <laughs> and the Spanish did the same. And it's almost like just getting over the line is so important. And both of them teams, it was it was breakthrough. You know what I mean? They'd never won it before. Um, we compare themselves quite often in, in sort of size and football stature to, to probably them two nations. And they've, they've, they've had breakthroughs and just had that moment where they've either been so much better than the other teams that have been able to break through. I don't see us being better, better than probably two teams in this tournament from what I've seen so far. Yeah. And I do think I do think France and Brazil and um, would I fancy coming up against Argentina if they go through? No, I wouldn't. You know what I mean? And it's like well, Spain as well looked all right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and and Spain, yeah, obviously. But 
Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. Be interesting to see. I just, I, I worry. I still worry about the goalkeeper that we've got. I worry about Always. our defence in big, in big moments. I think that moving Trippier to left back might counteract some of that because he's more solid in his position and he's um, positionally he's a little bit better and probably a better defender than Shaw, but he would be out of position. He does, he does, he does and can play it, so that'd be interesting. Um, Walker could probably deal with a lot of pace that we're going to get exposed to. Or does he go down a different route and go, right, okay, I'm going to throw a free in there, put Walker as one of them and really defend and hope to hope to nick one on the break in some of these big games, keep it tight and then make it a 20-minute game with his substitutes. He might fancy doing that, you know. You see, this is the thing, and, and some people were mocking Jamie O'Hara on TalkSport because he was saying he'd rather go for it in these games and lose with style. And they were saying, but you'll go out. Why not keep it tight at the back? And in some ways, I can agree with O'Hara. I'm thinking, do you think Brazil sit there worrying about how they'll defend all them great teams with Roberto Carlos? I've seen a, a Cafu statement today saying that Roberto Carlos couldn't defend. Obviously, what I'm edging for here is Trent needs to be in that starting lineup. Why are we not going with the generational talents like Trent, Phil Foden, and we're letting the opposition worry about us? Because surely that's what winners do. It's horses for courses, certainly. I think it all depends on the opposition. And one thing we know about Gareth as a manager is he's extremely stubborn. He won't budge. Like, he does get a lot of pressure, especially with the Foden situation. I think he played him, but it was the perfect game for him to experiment with Foden, knowing that they weren't going to get beat 4-0 by Wales. He could afford to put Foden in. He could rotate with the Rashford and still come off with a positive result because the team was far superior of Wales. I don't think you'll see, like, Obi says the same experiment in, in the Senegal game. I don't expect that at all, and it's certainly not a gimme. Um, Senegal will be strong, powerful. Physically, they'll be able to match England for sure. Maybe not on the technical side, but I think they'll they'll give it everything um, over the 90 minutes. And it's a tough game. I watched um, bits of the Senegal game today, um, 3-2, and it was it was back and forth, and Koulibaly got the winner. And like you said, there's some recognised names in that team, so it's going to be a tough, tough game. I, I think. Southgate will definitely go back to tight. Like you said, Foden may keep his place, but apart from that, I think he'll go back to what started maybe, like you said, with Walker, Trippier on the other side. And he will be, he'll go back to that, I don't want to lose mode. Safety first, yeah. Uh, I'm just jumping in the comments. Uh, Football Ferreira says, Senegal looks good without Mane. Of course, Mane's a big miss for them, of course. Um, But they love their football, don't they? Uh, These African countries. He says, I think England may just do it against the Africa champions, but for sure not be easy for England. England will not win because they've got Southgate. Southgate's not very well respected, is he? Let's be honest. He's taking grief from opposition fans, uh, home fans, telling him to pick this, pick that. Um, Ultimately, but he's been successful, hasn't he? He's been successful. He failed in club football, and I think that's what we all see. Um, I think he has been lucky in in 2018 and and and, and the Euros last year. He's the the games we come up against, with the exception of having Germany at home in a rock in Wembley. I don't think he's had another hard game 
obviously we lost the Croatia game and then we lost to Italy in the final. But he had such an amazing run in 2018, all the way through to the semi-finals. Should have probably beat that Croatia team, failed, and then lost to Italy. Where really, I mean, that's an Italy who didn't even qualify for this tournament. And it's like they had a bit of a run. It is. It's just not good. And. We've had so many easy games. How many how many teams play semi-finals against Denmark? And you know what I mean. And it, it it's just an, an amazing run of games. Quarterfinals of the World Cup against Sweden, and it was just like he he's rode his luck. And I think that at, Port, at some point, um, England probably need to look elsewhere if they want to kick on, and they'll probably have to do it quite quickly if he doesn't do the business in this tournament. And let's be honest, England had an easy group, didn't they? That that group was easy. It doesn't get much better. Uh, Wales, Wales are done. Wales are absolutely finished. Iran and USA, and USA should have beat us. Um, just in the comments, Sonia Sousa, Vamos, how you doing? Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to smash the likes, guys. And if you're new to the channel, give it a sub subscribe as well. It really helps us out. James, Travis, who's impressed you most then? Obviously, it's going to be Brazil or France. For me, it's France, and I'll tell you why in a bit. But what about you two? Yeah, I think they've been they've both been the standout teams. I think their ability to just go through the gears in the game is what sort of impressed me because they they played games that have started off pretty nip and tuck, pretty tight first twenty five minutes both teams, and then in the second half when they want to put their foot on the accelerator and they start getting Vinicius and Mbappe and stuff involved and them boys, it, it, it's going to be so difficult for opposition to stop that because, like you said, tactically, a lot of these teams are very well drilled, like Brazil against Switzerland. It took a long time for, for them to break through. But if you actually watch a lot of Brazil's games in particular, they do have a lot of chances. They've been missing a lot of chances. Keepers have been making saves and stuff and it's only a matter of time before a team's on the end of a hiding from Brazil. Personally, I think they could you could see a, a three or four nil before that. But I think they've been the two standout. I think Spain just behind. They um, under Enrique look very organised. A lot of possession. Um, do lack a little bit of cutting edge with a centre forward. If they had a top centre forward, I know Morata's come off the bench and done well, scored a couple of goals, but. They missed like a Torres or a David Villa in that side, you know what I mean, in, in, in 2006 in the pomp and that. So, yeah, I think Spain just behind France and Brazil for me personally. Yeah, I think, I think I'll think i start with Spain because they've impressed me and, and the, the two midfielders, I mean, they are just, yeah. that is amazing. They've literally yeah. gone back to bringing through Xavi and Iniesta again. Yeah. And you can just see it and it's like, They've just they've just produced another generation of brilliant brilliant ballers like great on the ball. That Gavi's asking for asking for the ball in really tight spaces. He doesn't care, and he's eighteen years old. Yeah. Absolute superstar in the making. Yeah. I think France looked good, probably more through Mbappe, and I think the constant threat of Mbappe than anything else. I think yeah. I think Brazil have got quality throughout their team. Um, they're the ones who impressed me. I, I, I'm, I'm really impressed by Spain. Really impressed by Spain. And I think, like to, to your point, Trav, I think if you had a cutting edge, but I also think they've got the ability to probably create enough chances to get away with it. Yeah. Um, and I thought they were really unlucky not to beat Germany. I think Germany just used experience yeah, to get something out of it. Just hung in there. 
Yeah, they did. And they, 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 they basically decided that they weren't going to go out the tournament and just any means necessary. And they were, they were struggling for long periods of that game. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd still say France are probably, I'd say France are probably the favourites, but it, it, it would also be interesting if Argentina do do what we all expect them to do and go through that early wake-up call, because it happened to Spain in, in 2010, where they lost to Switzerland. Mm-hmm. It's happened to a lot of other teams where they've had a really poor result. I think didn't, didn't Italy lose in 2006 or was really poor and sneak yeah. through with a group in 2006 as well. And sometimes that just sparks you into life. And it's, it's still set up for Messi, isn't it, as well? You know what I mean? And that goal the other night, the touch and then the finish was just absolute brilliance, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't think Argentina are going to be anywhere near, to be honest. Um, I just think the miles off it, it's, it's too much of a fairy tale for Lionel Messi to be doing something. It's just a bridge too far. I can't see they've got the squad to do it. Um, but yeah, France for me have just been electric. As Trav said, they, they can go up a gear anytime they want. Um, Mbappe, I seen he was top goal scorer at 14 to 1 before the competition. And I thought he's the heir to the throne to Messi and Ronaldo. That's like buying money. And the more I look at it, I think maybe I misheard it. He can't have been 14 to 1. Because he's he he could score eight or nine goals in this World Cup. He's he's that good. But also Dembele on the other side. When I see yeah. someone could have nicked him on a free transfer in the summer, um, he ended up signing back on with Barca. He's he's a, a player. But when you look through that squad, um, when you criticise England for their strength and depth at centre back, when you look at France's centre back, obviously I'm biased with Canate, Varane, Saliba. Um, who's the one that starts with Varane? Yeah, Upper Mancano. Upper Mancano. Uh, Jules Kunde. Embarrassment. Yeah, it's just it's a crazy squad. Um, I've, I've said to you, lads, before, I don't really rate Hugo Lloris, but, you know, with a defence like that, maybe he won't have much to do. Uh, Jose's a Barca fan. He's listening to us talking about Barca and Spain. He says if if Neymar gets back for the round of 16 and fit, Brazil will most likely go all the way to the final. And they could um, because they're on the other half of the draw to France, aren't they? So it is widely tipped to be a France and Brazil final. What a final that would be. A repeat of the 1998 final in France. Uh, Brazil still look good without Neymar, but is like a chair without a leg that you can somehow still sit on it. <laughs> Germany been <laughs> shocking, but probably end up qualify up at Meccano. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I say, there's, there's still um, obviously a group game to go for the other three or four groups and anyone could go out, but there's, there still could be some shocks. Um, yeah. One of the shocks is Uruguay. A few people tipped them to be a bit of a, a dark horse, but they haven't scored Me. a goal yet. Was it you? Oh. Yeah, absolutely shocking. They've been really Me. poor. Mm. They, they they just look off it and you look at their players and there's some real quality in that team some yeah. real quality and they just they look like they're a pass or two off being good but for a whole game and it's like you haven't really connected you haven't really worked out what you're supposed to do it's like we've got a load of good individuals to throw them on the pitch and we'll be alright and it, it's not as simple as that international football you need to you need to work out how you're going to draw players out um, when they're quite happy to play through a 90-minute game in a, in a very set formation. 
Um, and you have to you have to win your individual battles over the field and look for weaknesses in these international teams. And it's so important to do that. I think with a possible exception of France and, and maybe Brazil, everyone else has got a player who isn't quite at the same level because it's not like they can just go out and buy them. They get what they're given. Yeah. Um, or a player playing slightly out of position. And you just need to find that weakness, find the player in your team or the players in your team or the, the system in your team that will expose that and go for it, really. I love how I love the fact that the groups are wide open going into the final game as well. Obviously, only France and Brazil have won both of their games, which is made for an amazing tournament so far in that sense because all the games are something riding on them. I mean, even the Dutch today were on four points. You had Ecuador who began with a win on the opening day of the World Cup and they've crashed out. You know what I mean? All it takes is a draw and a defeat and you find yourself out of the tournament. So it's literally that fine line. And I think before the group stage is finished, you'll see probably one or two big hitters go. Like you said, Germany, they're in a really vulnerable position. I don't even fancy them to win their last game. I think they've got they already lost to Japan, drawn to Spain, to so their other game. They'll probably they probably will win that, but again, Costa Japan, Rica. Yeah, yeah, which they probably will win, but it just depends what happens with Spain if they rotate, if they rest, or whatever. Uh, obviously, they can't afford to, but it Japan are no pushovers. That's going to be a really really tight game. So anything can happen in those groups um, going forward. Belgium haven't had a good start either, so. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the final group games as well. It's really strange because Belgium, like they've almost aged in yeah. front of us, and De Bruyne, De Bruyne was right, and he's getting criticism from his own teammates for saying it. And it's like they look like they're aging. They're not covering distances. They're they're not closing teams down. They're did not, not being insightful. Did he not say that ball. like tongue in cheek? Obi having a go at pundits, or did he actually mean it? I think he I didn't said see it, the and then I think I think the one of the centre backs, and I can't remember which one, then said, "Oh, it's because we're an old team after the defeat." As in, like he was having a bit of a pop at De Bruyne. So I, I don't think it's a it's a happy camp. And when that when when the things start going wrong and they feel like they're having a go at each other straight away, you know they're going out in the group stage if that's the way it's going. So. Um, I couldn't be believe that uh, Vertonghen and Alderweireld are still in that defence. And then you've got yeah, Eden Hazard exactly. looks... Eden Hazard looks about 10% of the player that we used to see lighting up the Premier League. He, he looks like he's put on a, a stone or two, to be honest. I can't believe that fall from grace because he was one of my favourite players to watch at a rival club in the Premier League. Unbelievable. I've got, I've got a theory. I, I always thought he was overrated. Yeah, I'm not saying he wasn't... I'm not saying he wasn't a very, very good Premier League player. But when yeah. he started getting touted round, and Carragher, he was, he was Jamie, that. Jamie Carragher's always said he was the best player in the league. So were you not on that train? No, no, I wasn't. And i tell you why I wasn't. Because you actually think back and try and remember a big game that he's won by himself. He do it against Arsenal at home quite a lot, to be fair. Remember the one where he ran... Who, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, not not this it, season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, not this season. But, but um, I mean, it, I just... I never thought he was a big game player. And it was almost like at that, at that point when we were talking about the comparisons between, say, Phil Coutinho and, or, or Matter and, and, and Hazard, because around about the same sort of era... 
I always thought with, with Mata and Coutinho, they used to win football. You remember them scoring big goals and winning football games or having an inspired performance. And I think, for, I think from my perspective, I think Hazard was good and he was a good player, but whether, whether he's ever as, as good, he was, in, he, was in, he was in a good Chelsea team as well. So that's just my, my little opinion. You know. Yeah. I don't think I'd be any more despondent about Belgium if Fellaini was still in centre mid. Is he is he still around the squad or is he has he retired? <laughs> Obi just, <laughs> just threw his iPad the the mention yeah. of Man United's Marouane Fellaini. I forgot about that guy. You made, you made me you made me like almost fall over there in laughter. <laughs> Does he uh, still play? I, I think he's retired now, hasn't he, Trav? Surely. Yeah, I don't think he's involved. You've got obviously Lukaku who's on the bench. They've got Batswai playing up top. Tillemans, De Bruyne. There's a little bit of a mishmash in there. It's just like a box of Lego. Do you know what I mean? Just the fit pieces, just pieces everywhere, mate. It's just it, and it don't fit together, so it's all a mishmash for me. Does, does Hazard still bring his, his brother along to play as well? Is that Morgan, still happens? Morgan, yeah, he's involved, yeah. Yeah. They both start. Um, but yeah, surely Belgium are not still ranked number one in the world. I feel like they've been number one for about the last five years. They can't be number one anymore. It just shows how ridiculous the FIFA rankings yeah, it are. It doesn't mean anything, does it? Um, no. Just jumping in the comments. Football Fro is still with us. Thanks for watching the stream, brother. You the man. He says Dembele has always had the talent and we knew he could do much better since Xavi signed for Barca. Dembele changed his lifestyle. 4am playing PlayStation, drinking Red Bull, late for training and lazy. That's some inside knowledge on Dembele. I still had him at Liverpool from what I've seen. Uh, but yeah. since halfway from last season, he's now been unreal for Barca and for France. Belgium is shocking. How are they still alive? Yeah, that's what we were just saying. Surely they're going out. They just... They look like they've aged they, overnight. Have they in the final game? I love it. They, they beat Canada 1-0 and yeah. then they lost their last game, didn't they? Yeah, they must have Croatia in the last they game. Lost to, they lost to Morocco, didn't they? lost they? to Morocco, yeah. So they, got, they, were lucky, yeah. they were lucky against Canada. I thought Canada were brilliant in that game against they lost to Belgium. Yeah, yeah. they got really, Croatia. really impressed. They got and Croatia. Croatia was quite through. Yeah, Croatia just needs to avoid defeat. So that's not going to be easy for Belgium. They could quite comfortably go out. Oh, they're going from, out. They're, they're done. Yeah, from, from what I saw, I, I think Croatia will have too much for them. So yeah. um, that'll be that'll be interesting. That'll put them and Morocco through, won't it? Yeah, them and Morocco, yeah. Because Canada are out now, aren't they? So Yeah. Um, Jose just made a good um, point in the comments. Lukaku is not a top striker. He's come to this... Uh, World Cup not fit has he played any club football have they, have they gambled on him you've seen so many teams and this might be part of the World Cup being mid-season for the first time unprecedented um, but there's so many squads taking players who are not fit gambling on them and it's just not paying off Lukaku's one he come on um, on Sunday I think they were playing he lit miles off it he was just literally sticking them on for the last 10 minutes just to hit and hope but um, mm. Yeah, he, he looked he looked awful. Uh, Croatia last game. Yeah, Canada was amazing against them and better team all day long. Canada was robbed by ref and VAR. Yeah, I remember it. Um, Some certain players do travel with squads because of their experience yeah. and what they, what they bring to the international stage. 
I think, like you said, in terms of Lukaku's experience, it'll be invaluable in the dressing room, especially for a lot of the younger players, if it's their first tournament, etc. And that's why managers tend to bring some players that they feel that they can trust. But you've got to also have that brave side to you as a manager as well. If you, The best teams that win tournaments, they do take risks. Like you said, the, the Spanish teams that were winning in like 2000 and 2004, they were just playing a, a load of young lads all the time mm-hmm. in, in and around the experienced players. And that's what they, gets you the, the, the tournament wins. And I think if England are going to go on and win the tournament... They can't go defence first. Like you said, I'm not saying you have to go all out attack, but players like Foden have got to be starting. Do you know what I mean? He's He's been unbelievable for Manchester City over the last two to three years, whatever it is. He's been amazing. I think he's by far England's best attacking threat um, for me, and he has to play. So it'd be interesting. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy as well, Trav, and you're absolutely right that someone who Guardiola has described as the best young player he's ever had at a club would not be considered to start for England. And it kind of says in a nutshell, and as I'm saying these words, I'm like exactly what's wrong with Southgate and exactly why we, it, we, we, we're not going to do it because I don't think he's going to be brave enough. I'd like to think he'll go with him instead of Mount. I think that would be the right decision. I think do he might honestly, now. I think he might now. He, he needs to. I've got my doubts. I've got my doubts, I'll be honest. Is it, is it, is it because he's on the loving Mason Mount train and he's never really come off it, has he? Unless he goes really defensive, goes Foden, Central and Mount tucked in off the left or something like that and drops Sterling. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. But So, like come on. Said, right, we've, we've sat here talking about Brazil, uh, France, Spain. England are the second or third favourites to win this whole thing. What What... What can we say about England? We're not giving them enough credit. We've scored nine goals in three games. Uh, we keep talking about the defensive this, defensive that. Gareth Southgate playing it safe. Are we Are we too cautious? Uh, do you think we're second or third favourites in other countries? Or is it our own bookies and our own media? I think, I think the fans, viewers, base England's hopes on the Premier League. Like, I think... They say England are up there in terms of the favourites because of how exciting the Premier League is. When it comes to like international reputation, I don't think England are as respected as what we think we are in this country, personally. Like I don't think the Brazils and the Frances and all the Germans, the teams that actually win the tournaments often, I don't think they see England as threat. I think they think I think they see them as like they've got a good squad and they and they're capable on their day, but and, and they can they can beat those teams on any given day, providing that they perform well. But I don't I don't know. I, I just have my doubts as to whether those top countries see them in that top bracket, two or three teams that can really go on and win the tournament. And I think as well, some of the star players that we've seen in this tournament and some of the best players in the world don't play in the Premier League. And as much as people will keep telling you and our media will keep telling you that we've got the best league in the world and the, the best players in the world, the best players in the world, it, 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 isn't, it isn't true. It just hasn't been true for a long, long time. And mm. I do think that we've possibly got the strongest squads overall, but we have, certainly haven't, aren't attracting the top, top players in the world. 
Otherwise, Mbappe and Neymar and all of these boys would be would be overplaying for us already. Because it's cold over here. They don't want to put the heat in on me. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, tell, I tell you what, last time I went to Anfield, I know exactly why they don't want to play there. Middle of the, middle of the winter, top of that main stand. And I'm just thinking, why, why, why would anybody who's come from South America even consider playing in in this environment? Absolute madness. Turin or Barca and just play me. Exactly, exactly. Napoli. That's why I go Napoli. <laughs> Being Naples, lovely. Uh, just back in the comments, Josie's got a question for you guys. If France or Brazil don't make to the final. Who can you guys see making that far apart from them? I think we've already touched on it. So, Spain? So Spain France, made... France are on England's side of the draw, aren't they? Yeah. So, imagine England can do something. That's not uh, saying that Senegal's a gimme. Let's get past Senegal first. But imagine we beat France in the quarters... We'd, we'd probably lose to Croatia or something in the semis anyway. <laughs> oh, Denmark. So, so, yeah, or Denmark or someone someone who, who we should beat. I think so is that's that a definite pass? Senegal and then the winner of the France game in the yeah. quarter. So it'll be France against USA. Yeah, so it's going to be France-England quarters. That's what we're looking at, really. Yeah. Uh, no one said anything about Portugal. I don't fancy them. Purely no, because either. purely because Ronaldo's more of a statue than Gareth Bale, or you just don't see it enough in the team, or I think I he's, play, he's claiming goals where he hasn't touched the ball. I think for me that's Sunday. <laughs> he clearly didn't touch that. And um, Adidas came out today and said because of the ball design, they can tell if he touched it. It's like one of them snickometers in cricket, and it, it didn't happen. You know what I mean? And it's like he runs away like he's, he's won the World Cup in that moment and he didn't even touch it. Yeah. And uh, I, I struggle with that. I think, I think they're good. I think, do you, would you really fancy like a Pepe up against um, someone like Neymar or Mbappe in attacking place, in, in attacking, right, in a, in, a, in a major tournament? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm getting abuse in the comments now. Josie's having a go at me for missing too many of his comments. It's because I haven't got my glasses on, Josie. That's why I've got my phone here, so I can see better now. Um, but he, he's he giving him us, abuse. Yeah, he asked, giving him abuse. <laughs> he asked us about uh, Portugal. Um, squad they have, one of the best as a team, Brazil and France overall, is in another level. But on the paper, Portugal squad is unreal. Yeah, it is. And like oh, you say, there's, yeah. there's so many Portu- Portugal players that play in the Premier League, so obviously we recognise a lot of them. Um, I, I don't even know what their side of the draw is like. Have, have any of you looked on that side of the draw? No, no, not really. I'd, I'd say, I'd say the, the other team who could, could be in there and could grow into the tournament is possibly the Dutch as well. Mm. Um, it's very hard to tell exactly how good they are given the group that they've had and um, I think I think in knockout games it might be quite difficult to beat um, they're, they're quite strong in the in the defensive part of the uh, the pitch I think they've got the ability to take teams deep and they've got a little bit of a surprise in people like Depay and that who could could make a dent on teams in in, in certainly a, a one-off game 
And that's what it is now. It's not about us playing in a little round robin group. It's you cannot afford to lose that game, and that becomes a that becomes a different mentality for the players. Um, Portugal on that they, side of the group with Brazil. Are yeah. they? So if they finish second and Brazil finish first, they've got Brazil. Mm. So that could be. I, mean, I fancy Brazil to beat Portugal. Yeah, uh, I think they'll have too much from going forward. The one thing I've noticed about this World Cup, if I was to take something from it so far, is the the lack of top centre forwards in world football. Like, all, most of the teams are playing with like second strikers or link players. Even Brazil, like. With Richarlison, he's not an out and out centre forward. And you look at the teams and you and you like Ronaldo's still one of the best centre forwards at the World Cup and he and he's not great. And it's it just it worries me because going back to United, we bad desperately need a striker and we're in for Cody Gakpo, who's actually scored quite a few goals for the Dutch, actually. He's done very well. But naturally he's not a striker, he plays wide, but he's been playing through the middle for PSV and for Holland and he's doing the business. So it Same looks... with uh, Oliver Giroud of France as well. He's yeah. like 36 yeah. up front for France. I mean, just, just going back to the United thing, I suppose like um, Ronaldo's free if you want to buy him back. No. <laughs> I'll book his flight to Saudi, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, it's all gone. Yeah, to become a citizen and play for them in 10 years in the next World Cup, mate. Yeah, That's yeah, what exactly. he's on. Telling you, but love yeah. it. It is, it is. It is a good point, and I think as well, it's really interesting that you don't see as much of the natural number ten. They seem to be very struck on certain positions, and there doesn't. Yeah. They seem to be move away from the natural number ten in 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 the Champions League as well. So I don't, and I think it's when you're off the ball, you can't afford to let someone just roam because ultimately you're a player down under press. And I think that's what's driving that change in football. But you used to have that player who would drift in and out of games, not really do anything off the ball and be allowed to not do anything. And that doesn't exist anymore. But, uh, yeah, I mean, thinking about it, Trav, I haven't really seen anybody who's surprised me up front. And I thought, oh, they're uh, waiting for like a, you guys won't remember this, but a Paolo Rossi-type person to suddenly mm. burst out or a Toto Scalacci to burst out in the World Cup and suddenly score a load of goals and be the the yeah. in striker. And the closest we've seen to it is that lad who equalised for Germany, who was playing in in in, in the second division last season. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's Phil Krug or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah which is a great that, story. He was the last the last player I can remember having like that impact bursting onto the scene at the World Cup. Can you remember James Rodriguez? Yes. That's what I'm looking for from a centre forward, but I've just not seen it yet. We were obviously hoping yeah. it's Darwin Nunes. He mm. was in good form going into this World Cup. Um and well the whole team just haven't been firing, so it's not him. Uh, I gotta jump into the comments because Jose is probably sending me WhatsApp messages saying that I'm ignoring him. Uh, Netherlands is a solid team, but I don't think they will make far than quarterfinals. They wasn't even the better team in Group A. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if Ronaldo is watching this, he will be telling Piers Morgan. <laughs> Vamos. <laughs> He's probably calling his lawyers right now, Joseph. Yeah. Right, lads, it's been a pleasure. Um, I don't know what your movements are Sunday, but if no one's out on the lash, 
Uh, maybe we'll do a, a live reaction after England Senegal. Um, Sadio that Mane. Could be car crash. Yes. <laughs> that could be a car crash. Sadio Mane is, is completely out of the World Cup, isn't he, OB? Yeah, he, he's he out. can. Yeah, he, can, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's been operated on. There's no way he's, he's going to recover. Yeah. Scott is fine. He's That's not going to suddenly appear. <laughs> <laughs> he's not no going to suddenly have the captain's and armband. I think, and... I, think, I think that's a massive. That probably means that the England team are going to it a little bit more confident. If they had Marnie up front, I think we'd be a lot more worried about them as a threat. Mm. Um, I think it would be a totally different proposition and we'd all be very, very concerned. But I think with a world-class player like Marnie out, I think it would just be too much for Senegal. But but we'll wait and see because they are very strong defensively and they might take a game deep and then, then you're into extra time and penalties and nobody wants to be nobody wants to be in that position. Yeah, definitely not. Um, right, we're going to end it in the next couple of minutes. Big shout out to Jose. He's watched the whole stream of us. He helped me out with the thumbnail today, lads, that you don't know. The description, uh, all his top tips for getting viewers. Anyone else that's made it this far, don't forget to hit that like. And if you're new to the channel, hit subscribe as well. We're going to be hitting way more videos and lives, especially when the Premier League's back, Liverpool, Man United. But we'll definitely be tuning in once a week for the World Cup to see how England get on and how many goals Kylian Mbappe scores on his way to inevitable top goal scorer. Trav, Obi, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And I'll see you in the next one. Thank Cheers, you. lads. See you later.